I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're going to talk about, does your employer offer education benefits? Joining me today is Dr. Jill Bubin. She is a general manager and vice president of Ed Assist Solutions. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Heather. So Dr. Jill, first I want to cover why is it important for a worker? If I work for a company that does offer me education benefits, why should I take advantage of that? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. I think that um, oftentimes employees don't take advantage of of all of their benefits. And um, in today's day and age, being able to to attain free educational offerings or close to free educational offerings just increases your your value at your current position, your value if you're looking to reskill or upskill to a new position. So, you know, my sense is that even if you have a bachelor's degree, getting a master's degree for that's subsidized by your employer is just a phenomenal opportunity for you. Or if you're an entry, a, a frontline worker, an entry level worker, there's always a way we know with adult learners that they can find some time to work on a certificate or one course here and there. Um, and by the end of the day, they whether it, whether it's a few months or a couple of years, they have new skills and they're more valued in the workplace. I know this is a a benefit, just like your health benefits or Mm -hmm. retirement. So each company has their own way to manage that. But is it fairly standard to offer full education? Like if I was the entry level worker and I wanted a four year degree, is it reasonable for me to expect my employer would pay that entire four years of tuition? Well, if we talk about expectations, I guess what's reasonable and what's not is based on, uh, on, on who's answering the question. I think, you know, I think today all companies, all of the companies that we work with are trying to do what's best for their employee and what's fair. I think getting towards, if we talk about, if, is it going to pay for a full four-year degree, there are other elements that are involved. So what is the time to completion? Is it just um, the monetary value that gets a student towards a bachelor's degree? What institutions are involved with that? Or are they non-degree credentials involved? So I guess I would take a step back and say it's not only the monetary value, but at Edisys Solutions, we're working with different um, education providers to look at, okay, what is that monetary value that a company can offer or is comfortable offering? And how can we work with providers to drive down the cost of the degree, look at different ways in which employees can attain some of their general education requirements um, through prior learning evaluation of experiential learning. So we're really looking at not just an employer saying, I'm going to pay for your entire degree. We're looking at that middle road of how we can help employees create an entire package in their offering 
that does drive down the cost of the degree, increases the time to completion, and provides um, wraparound supports for students that we know are really important when they're juggling life, career, education, et cetera, et cetera. So I may have gone off topic a little or I skirted the question, but I think there's so much more than just seeing the dollar that's related to it. It's really thinking strategically about what that ben what's included in that benefit and knowing that it's a lot more than just that monetary value. Right. This is going to go to sort of both sides of this equation, the employer and the employee. What if I'm entry level hotel clerk? It's a large hotel chain and they offer, they say, hey, we'll pay for school tuition for you. And I go, great. I've always wanted to be a, an artist. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the hotel industry. Can I go to school for any subject, no matter what company I work for, if they offer this type of benefit? It's really dependent. We see both ways. We oftentimes see very open um, policies from the employer and that they're really valuing providing this benefit, the, the psychological benefit that goes along with it for the employee and placing that value on the employee bettering themselves and doing so by choosing their own path. However, there are instances where that that path has to be within the company itself. And sometimes there's variances in that. So sometimes, you know, corporate headquarters can say there has to be a path forward within our corporate headquarters, which could be so broad and applicable, right? Right. Where they may have franchises that say you can go get a degree in anything. So it's really um, dependent on the employer and what their goals are. I think more and more we're seeing kind of that open-ended policy on what employees can do because we are seeing like what's the future, what are future skill sets needed, what degrees can they get those from, um, and it's not oftentimes just pigeonholed. We're also seeing a variety of learning and that it's not just a degree, it's non-credit bearing credentials that in the fields of, you know, analytics, IT, um, healthcare, that can quickly upskill and reskill the workforce. And that may drive someone that's an entry level position or a frontline worker into a, into a healthier financial situation, provide them with a pathway for their future at that company. And then they might go back and work on an associates, a bachelor's, et cetera, et cetera. The company I work for right now, they do reimburse 50% of classes that I may want to take. I think there's a limit on how much they will put out of that 50%. So I'm not sure it would offer me a full degree. If you were, if you were just to go sign up to, at the university and go, okay, I want a degree. I don't think it would cover the full 50% of that. But the requirement is has to be classes within the broadcasting realm. So mm -hmm. whether that's improving your writing or learning about digital artwork, things like that, but it has to be based on what the type of products the company is already putting out. Yeah. So they're looking to, you know, secure their talent, right? Within, within their company. And they know that there are specific pathways right now in their company that they need to, um, continue to, to work on and continue to offer opportunities in the, the, that monetary value. Again, you know, you'd be surprised at where you can get, as I said, 
when we start working with institutions to be creative around how students actually get towards credit. We have a program called Bright Horizons Fast Track where students can pay a very nominal annual fee and do their general education requirements in a self-directed manner. And then those credit, those courses are transcripted and they can be transferred. So, I mean, extremely nominal. And so that's all, that's typical for adult working learners. They have a lot of this knowledge. They just are looking to get certain courses under their belt or a degree. And with this program, you know, we really stood behind this and, and helped in the creation of it because they're taking the classes that they have some knowledge base of. And then they're able to go to an institution and really focus in on that content matter, whether it be the, you know, analytics or marketing or art or history, whatever that might be, but their the focused work is at that institution. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the future as well. Okay, we do need to take a break. When we come back, we'll go into, now that I know the things that benefit me as an employee, why would a company ever offer this type of thing as a benefit to its employees? So we'll be right back with Dr. Jill Buben. She is the Vice President and General Manager of Ed Assist Solutions. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we are talking about benefits your employer may offer you, and that would be education benefits. Joining me today is Dr. Jill Buben. She's the general manager and vice president of Ed Assist Solutions. Jill, in the last segment, we discussed why it could be a good thing for an employee to go ahead and take advantage of this type of benefit. Or I would think if you're in the market for a job, maybe look around for a company that does offer that particular benefit. In fact, just before we started talking, Smith's Grocery, Kroger is their parent company, they just announced that they're hiring 1,700 employees and that one of the big benefits they were touting was $27,000 tuition reimbursement. So $27,000 could pay for an awful lot of classes, especially if you're going to a community college or Mm -hmm. uh, online. But I was curious, why would an employer put out $27,000 per employee, whether you're part-time in Smith's case, they said whether you're part-time or full-time, they will reimburse an employee $27,000 for schooling. Why would they do that? I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't read um, what the past 20 months have done in terms of that talent war in the United States. So these types of benefits are really helpful in terms of attracting employees. I mean, there are so many positions, entry-level positions all the way on up, um, that are vacant, uh, across America. So companies are really looking for ways to be able to differentiate themselves in the marketplace. And we know education's a great 
a great attraction for many employees as we started the conversation um, to be able to, to receive a education for close, low cost or no cost. I mean, that's unheard of when every day we're also hearing about people leaving, you know, school with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt. So, you know, it's, it, it, I think the the next generation of learner or subset of learners is going to become very savvy about how do I weigh the options in terms of work and education? Can I balance both? Should I be looking at um, possibly getting a job and then doing my education on the side as opposed to my education being the the primary driver of what I do after high school and um, having a summer job or a part-time job while I'm in college. So I, I think this is an indication of how, how we're thinking differently in the, in the field of, of higher ed and post-secondary education. Okay, I did want to ask because Smith's notice said it was tuition reimbursement. Does that mean I have to pay for the classes first and once I show I've completed the entire class, then they'll give me money back? I mean, the whole reason for me to have my employer pay for my education is I can't afford it. Right. So it depends. A lot of employers that we work with, we try to set up direct bills so that there's no out-of-pocket costs for the employees. Um, I think that that's an evolution of um, of tuition benefits. That's kind of a newer evolution where it was the norm for years to be reimbursed for that education benefit. Your question around reimbursed based on completion, grade, all of that, that's really dependent on how the employer wants to set it up. And that can be all over the board. But we do think and we hope the future of these benefits, especially if they're, they get large participation numbers from their employees, would be that direct bill so that that cashier or um, service representative on the phone, um, whoever it might be, is able to actually take advantage of them. Because you said it is a large out-of-pocket cost. That's why we even have the conversation about can textbooks, can fees be inclusive? Because oftentimes the tuition is a big bite of that benefit, but textbooks and fees can be, you know, another thousand dollar out-of-pocket cost. And that's just not realistic for a lot of today's students. How does the company, the business who's offering these type of benefits, I'm assuming that's on top of the 401k, your health benefits, your medical benefits. Mm -hmm. Now we have tuition. In the case of Smith's, which I was just thinking about, they upped their minimum wage, I think last Mm -hmm. year, and now they're offering education benefits. The cost has to get passed on somewhere. And I'm guessing it's in they're upping the cost of the food that they're selling. I mean, how is the company affording all of these extra benefits? I don't know that it's that simple, Heather, because I think in this kind of war on talent, this drought for finding talent, the other side of the coin is that Smith's can't operate at full operational hours because they literally do not have the staff to operate their grocery stores. So then they're closing because they don't have enough cashiers who are getting paid whatever it is per hour. So there's almost a keep the lights on mentality for for some companies. Um, I think that's one thing. I think there's, depending on the who they're trying to attract to, 
it is more financially sound for them to attract and retain talent than have to be in a continuous recruitment cycle. So the cost to recruit new talent is extremely expensive. So if they can attract, train through education and retain their talent, in the long run, there's savings there as opposed to thinking like these costs are going to be hidden somewhere in the food chain. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. That could also be another, you know, another way that there, that certain companies are thinking about that in terms of increased costs. But I don't know that that's the most common denominator, especially now when they, they're literally just, there are companies that are front facing trying to keep the lights on. Right because they don't have enough employees. You just touched on my next question, actually, and that's, you said it's less expensive for a company to hire somebody, educate them to retain them. But Mm -hmm. why wouldn't a worker go, oh, cool, I can get an education in something and then leave this company and go somewhere else. Now the company is just paid to educate a bunch of people that just turn around and leave. I think there's always that risk there's no safeguard involved that, you know, you have to stay with us forever if we provide this benefit. Um, so there's, there's so many reasons that people will shift places of employment, not even careers that I don't, you know, that I'm fair, very not well versed on. But I do think there's something to be said about the culture and the community in which, you know, benefits are a part of. I think that employees who feel like their employer takes care of them is invested in their future um, through something like education, that's tangible. And for many people, the education benefit is more tangible than I have healthcare, I have, you know, I have a 401k. The education is like someone invested in me right now. I can see it. I can see my progress towards a different step, a different path. I, I do think there's a real cultural and psychological benefit to that. Okay, we do need to take one more break. When we come back, we'll wrap everything up and find out exactly what Edisys does in this whole process. So we'll be right back with Dr. Jill Bubin. She is the General Manager and Vice President of Ed Assist Solutions. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that that affects your life in any way money-wise. We're talking about it, and today we're talking about getting your education reimbursed by your employer, possibly, if your employer offers that. Joining me today is Dr. Jill Bubin. She's the Vice President and General Manager of Ed Assist Solutions. So, Jill, we discussed the importance, if you are a worker why you should take advantage of getting reimbursed for tuition, whether it's just individual classes all the way up to some sort of degree, and also what the benefit is from the company standpoint. They feel that they'll be getting loyalty back from their employees, hopefully. Is there anything else that we need to to touch on just sort of the basics of why it's important to have an education maybe and taking advantage of that possible benefit? Well, Heather, I could talk, my whole background is education, so I could talk forever on the importance of an education, but that would probably be too much to cover in this topic. But, you know, when you're offered a free um, or close to free education, I my thought is always, you know, how can you not take advantage of that? I mean, it's only, you never know where you're going to be in a year, three years, five years, um, and how you can, how you can bolster your success through education. 
Your company is Ed Assist Solutions. What is your role in helping employees and companies pay for education? Ed Assist Solutions is part of the Bright Horizons family. And Bright Horizons really covers uh, benefits from early childcare through the teen years, through college counseling, through workforce development. We've been in this business for over 10 years now, and we're really at the intersection of employers and education. So we work with a variety of companies, approaching 300 companies, and figuring out what their educational benefit package could look like, what it would look like. We help them design based on current needs and trends in their area, as well as future needs and trends. Um, And so it's a very personalized process with, with each client that we work with. And on the other end, we're working with a variety of education providers. So whether that's higher education institutions, including, you know, HBCUs, whether it is MOOC providers or certificates or professional certifications, we're looking at who the best quality institutions are or skills-based education providers are so that we can then create, help create pathways and learning opportunities for our employer partners. My background is in adult learning. I have a PhD in that area. I've always been passionate about seeing um, the busy working adult see through to their career uh, and, and personal and academic goals. So it's really rewarding to sit at this intersection and, and impact hundreds of thousands of adult learners a year. That's wonderful. I'm actually glad to hear that there is a company that's helping to get more businesses on board with using education as a tool to recruit workers. And right now, with so many people, they're still out of work, but so many companies needing help. I think this is a really good marriage right at the moment. What I've learned is if you are looking for a job, seek out a company that will help pay for to further your education and it doesn't even have to be higher learning like you said it could be a certificate it could be as a mechanic or a plumber or you know something like that yeah that's right heather thank you so much dr jill bubin again you are the general manager and vp of ed assist solutions and you are the one that is helping all of us get better (sighs) educated hopefully if we work for one of those companies that'll pay for my future learning yeah, I love to I'd love to get the world better educated, Heather. That's a great way to end. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media, Money Making Sense, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.